Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Scenes. Today I am joined by Sarah Wilkins. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited nice to be here. They call me Stephanie and this is Behind the Scenes. Um, between myself and Mike, we do a, a little show here and we've got the wonderful Sarah Wilkins. Sarah, um, first of all, good evening. Um, you are in England, I assume. I'm actually in Switzerland. Oh, wow. Okay, well, there you go. First shock of the day. Switzerland. What's going on there? So, I mean, I'm, I'm Swiss, uh, originally Swiss, um, and I spend the time between England and Switzerland. Uh, my production company is based in the two, so I'm kind of constantly hopping back and forth. You'll find me quite a lot either at Gatwick Airport or Geneva Airport. Um, it's kind of like my second and third home, really. <laughs> and... Um... What's your production company called? I know what it's called, but people don't. So introduce your company for us, please. Yeah, so I'm the founder and director of Rishas Productions, which is a film production company. At the moment, we make short films, but it's uh, it was founded on the, the goal of making films that raise awareness of important social issues, such as mental health, um, whilst putting women at the heart of the stories and uh, telling stories that just you know inspire and uh you know, entertain people. So that that's what we do at the moment. Um, and Rishlas is, is kind of a made up word um, that, uh, yeah, inspired a little bit by Twilight when they merged the uh, the mum's names together. I thought it could be fun to merge my two grandfather's names together. And so we've got Rishlas, which, yeah, very unique. <laughs> it is, it is. And um, it's a, I suppose it's a good name because as you say, it combines uh, names of two family members so um it obviously has a, a lot more meaning um to you than than say something you just made up or come up with uh yeah um yeah, so you are you own your own production company and uh we know the name of it now we know who you are but we don't know who you are can you in a, in as many words as you possibly can this is this is usually an open question for you to just Talk to me a bit more. Um, who are you? Who is Sarah Wilkins? Explain your journey so far. Excellent question. <laughs> I often find myself asking that, who, who is Sarah Wilkins? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the core of me is I'm a creative, I'm a filmmaker, a director, producer, uh, born in Switzerland, uh, well, born in England, raised in Switzerland, actually. Um, yeah, grew up speaking uh, English and French and just living life, uh, being chaotic, trying to push boundaries and, uh, yeah, and just create as much as possible. And I, I think that's kind of me in a nutshell. Creative and chaotic are two great words to describe me. <laughs> and how did you get to, how did you get to being creative and chaotic? Um, where did it all start? I mean, literally my, my entire life, it sounds really, really cliche, but my uh, one of my grandfathers, Douglas Wilkins, he worked in uh, the entertainment industry. He, uh, he worked at ITN as a sound operator and um, he also was a camera, camera operator as well. Um, and so he, he really brought me into the chaos of, of the entertainment industry. And as, as long as I can remember, I, I kind of grew up in that world and had stories about, you know, some of the greatest people in, in the film world and the you know, most incredible directors. And, you know, he, he was involved quite early on um, with you know, Cubby Broccoli, who, was, who went on to do, you know, the James Bond franchise. And so kind of growing up with that, you know, inspiration, your first-hand stories, um, I think really threw me into the, the chaos and creativity um, in the film world, which is two great words to describe the film world. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, ended up being roped into it, did a bit of training as an actor um, in England and uh, then went on to the USA and then uh, finished up in France and uh, just been, you know, trying to, to navigate the world and the creative industry and, uh, you know, trying to put my own spin on it. And what do you prefer, being in front of the camera or behind it? Oh, behind, 100%. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't something that, you know, I, I, I thought 
I would end up doing. I, I was convinced I'd be an actor, and then um, it's very hard to get opportunities as an actor. There's a you know a lot of a lot of you know missed opportunities, a lot of closed doors, and so you know I, I did struggle. And I thought, well, if I can't get jobs as an actor, I'm going to make my own jobs. And um, I got together a group of friends and uh, said, right, we're making a short film. No idea what it's about. No idea how we're going to do it. You know, let's just give it give it a shot why not um and then I you know ended up picking up the camera doing a bit of directing and producing naturally from you know putting it all together and then I was like oh this this is nice I like this 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 is very fun and I, I guess I haven't looked back I mean I I'll never say no to acting because I absolutely adore it and I think it's the funnest thing to do um and it's just so nice to not be yourself for a little bit it's nice to kind of you know wear someone else's you know for a time being you know change your life a little bit do crazy cool things um but yeah it's it's one of those things that you just fall into and you're like uh, this this feels right <laughs> And how how many how long have you been producing your own films? How long has uh, the production company been there? Literally since the pandemic, we we a little bit unfortunate timing. Um, started up in, in the October. I uh, made my first short film, and it came out in a festival in Berlin, Berlin Liftoff, in uh, February 2020. Um, and then one week later, Europe shut down. So we've been going since the pandemic, and I'm very thrilled to say going strong which you know we're luckier than most for sure that's you know it's, it, I, i've spoken to a few people and um it has been a, a bit of a change going from uh no business as usual to mm -hmm. the pandemic and either changing their course of uh, what they were doing or having to adapt to to their you know to the pandemic and it seems like you've adapted well and you've you've been successful which is great to hear um it's it's always interesting to find out where people have started from because that, those are the stories that are missed. You know, those are the the background stories of somebody, and um, you know, going from Holland, Paris, uh, Germany to do you, you're basically a globetrotter. <laughs> and um, it's always good to hear people's people's backgrounds because, like I said, these are the stories that are missed that you don't get to hear every day. And um, it, it helps to inspire others and to go, okay, well, you know what? It's it's just I need to just focus, create a bit of chaos and, uh, and go for it. Exactly. Everyone has to start somewhere. I mean, my first job in the industry was literally holding a plug socket up because we couldn't, it was like an extension cable and we couldn't let it touch the ground because it would overheat. So I think I spent about an hour just holding a plug socket. So, you know, you do have to start somewhere. And it's always good to, to tell those little <laughs> stories because like, well, you know, there's a trajectory, there's a journey. You have to go on it. And... I'm going to lead into this. I'm going to lead into this one, and hopefully, I've not added it too early because the the first one sort of hopefully is like more of an icebreaker, and this one, um, I think I'm just going to ask it anyway. Um, if yeah, let's get it in. It's on the bottom there. If you could ask anyone one question, what would it be and what would that question be? Now I've gone with this, I've gone with this only for one particular reason. Um and it is more to do with we've 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 gone straight in. So I want you to think about it. Um and it doesn't have to be somebody in your field of work. You know, it could be you can say, you know what, I've always wanted to speak to ask this particular animator or Jeff down the road or Karen from 30, number 36, why, what, what, what would that one question be and why would you ask it? Oh, goodness. Um, well, who I would ask it to would 100% be Peter Jackson, who I'm obsessed with. Um, I think he's just the most brilliant uh, mind and creative. And uh, to be honest, I, I think the, the question that I would ask him is, um, you know, just how, just share, how did you do it? Share your, you know, words of wisdom. How did you, um, you know, I'm fascinated with how he brought New Zealand on, onto the map for the, being a film world. And, you know, in Switzerland, um, it's a very, very small industry, very small country in, in itself. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, how did, how did he bring New Zealand to the map? How did he get Lord of the Rings to be, 
you know what what it is and I'm a huge film nerd when it comes to that so I think that that would be my my question is how can I do the same with Switzerland <laughs> Peter Jackson is a good one um and yeah it's it's interesting that you've gone on to say that mentioned Switzerland there and you know it's small I, I can honestly I can honestly tell you I don't know many Swiss films so why don't you tell me um a bit more about the Swiss film industry from your experience yeah, I mean, it's it's a lovely little industry in the sense that everyone kind of knows everybody. So it's there's more of a familiarity around it. Um, and it's, it's very much about like co-pros as well. There's a lot of people who are kind of reaching out with France, Germany, Italy. Those are our three main languages in the country. So there's a lot of international collaboration, which is which is quite nice as well, because you, you, you're always mingling with people who come from different countries, different backgrounds. Um, which is which is always nice and yeah there's there's a few films we, we we I think we've uh we've made it we've made it out quite a bit um we do make it to some big festivals as well like I know that Berlinale this year had quite a, a few uh Swiss films being shown there and uh Swiss films which is kind of like an organization in the country that you know they're kind of the nucleus I guess I'd say of the film industry and they they were repping us there but it, it, it's small but but we're here for sure <laughs> And how would you describe the industry? Is it more action? Is it more drama? Is it more thriller? Is it more comedy? How would you describe that the, the industry there? I mean, it's it's a mix. Animation's quite a big one. Um, we had a film, I think in English it's translated to My Life Zucchini, I think it's called. Um, and it's a French, uh, French animated film made by a production company uh, that's not too far from where I'm from um, called Helium Films. And uh, they made it to, uh, to the Oscars and that's, you know, really brought the animation scene um, on the map. And I think in general, it, from my experience from being from the French uh, side, we have a lot of murder mysteries, a lot of thrillers. That's, that's something you see a lot of police dramas as well on the TV and, you know, a lot of things like that. And a lot of family kind of movies, you know, family dramas. Um, they also make an appearance on the cinema so we, we we've got a little bit of everything um but yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to see um more comedic stuff I feel like this you know it's just it, it would lend itself the the world that Switzerland is it's such a, a fun and interesting country with many stories to tell so I'd love to see um you know more comedy I'd love to see more you know fantasy we've got some really cool legends in in Switzerland you know some some really nice stuff if you're into the fantasy genre that you know you could kind of play on a little folk tale um so yeah I'd, I'd love to see more of that I'll, I'll do my best to try and you know lean into that as well and see what I can do but yeah in general for other creators here I'd, I'd love that yeah if you could get into the fantasy uh into the fantasy arena I mean I I was never always a big fan, or I didn't realize I was a big fan of the fantasy era, or the fantasy um, side of things, so the sci-fi. And, um, and then slowly, I, I sort of started to think, oh no, maybe, maybe I do have more of a, a liking for it than I than I do. And then Game of Thrones happened, and then I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, this is uh, this is something I could watch. Um, let's think. Okay, so. I don't, What's happening here? Let's think. Okay, here we go. You've been doing this now since the pandemic. What has been your most challenging experience so far? Oh, I think not really knowing what's going to happen and being surrounded by people who also don't really know, you know, what what's going to happen. I think that was at the very beginning was was very intimidating and challenging for me because, you know, normally when you, you start off, you, you get to go to to people who've got a lot of experience and say, kind of help me out here. You know, how, how should I play this? How should I navigate it? And, um, you know, because we were in such a unique and, um, you know, very complicated time, it was, um, yeah, you, you went to people with a lot of experience to say, help advice please and then everyone else was saying yeah I'm asking other people the same thing I don't really know so that was that was definitely challenging but I think it was um you know if you're gonna start off and do something you might as well jump into the deep end and you learn very quick so you know whilst challenging it was very uh very educative for sure okay this goes into my next one so what what sort of skills did you gain during this challenging experience um, so, you know, obviously your startup and uh, your brand new, 
and you're facing the pandemic, there's all these challenges and restrictions in place. Um, what skills have you learned that you're using going forward um, that you think you may not have learned, do you think? I think the power of social media, it sounds really bizarre because I'm Gen Z, so I should be very much like within that social media kind of sphere. Um, but I'm probably the most like grandmother out of all of my friendship groups. Um, so, yeah, I think the power of social media and digital reach that you can have um, and you know being able to use that as a way to connect with people not only in the industry but also connect with audiences connect with people you know who have more experience in the industry you wouldn't necessarily meet because you don't really mingle in the same circles so I think yeah that that's and it is social media and being able to use it for you know to help your brand to help yourself to help others as well it is a skill in itself and um yeah so i think definitely that has been a a big skill for for me personally um being the grandmother that i am <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah social media is one of those things where to learn and to navigate how to use it well um is as you said it's a skill in itself and yeah. there are not many people um including me i, I, I find social media fascinating but I've never found it fascinating enough to just go, oh, yeah, yeah, let me just uh, let me work out how everything works to make it work, if you see what I mean. It's only now that I'm starting to go, yeah, you know what, this it, this whole social media thing. So I just used it for personal reasons. So all before I used it for personal reasons and just to have fun, basically. Yeah. And um, it's it's interesting that, as you said, you're Gen Z and um, I, I can't remember what I am. I'm 40, so 41. So I think I'm millennial. Yeah, I think so. I think Gen so, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't follow this sort of stuff. I try keeping up, and then I, as you see, I'm old anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's 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 always crazy to see how how the different age groups uh, interact with on social media, and if you can work out how to use it, I mean, it, it does. It opens up so many opportunities and possibilities, um, and yeah. it's good to hear yeah. that you've been working with people and getting you know the right sort of feedback and right sort of help along the way. Um, and it, it's so fun as well to to use it and to talk to people like I, I over the last few years built up you know a Twitter following and I, I love logging on and, and chatting with people and hearing about their day and hearing what they're up to whether they're in the industry or not in the industry it's always it's always fascinating to to just chat with people and just see you know how's everyone doing <laughs> it's always good to it's good to talk. There was that used to be a saying over here for a long while. Bob Hoskins, Bob Hoskins, I think it was, which is say it's good to talk. It was a BT advert back in back in the olden days uh, when people used to use landline phones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about the challenges. What's been your? What's, what would you say has been your one of your best experiences? What's been one of your best experiences so far? Oh gosh, um, so many, so many um, amazing experiences. I think within Rishlas, I think just, you know, getting the first film to be made and shown was, you know, the most emotional roller coaster and like such a amazing experience and has just been so fun in, in every way. Um, stressful, but but fun. And so that will always for me kind of be like, you know, the highlight, even, you know, I'm, hoping that you know Rishlas will go on to do a lot of bigger projects bigger things and you know get out there in the world and you know I, I'm looking forward to that but for me you know regardless of what happens next you know the first one the first you know little advances into the world of the film will always be very very precious um precious to me and then best experience I think in my career um you know so far is I I got to work on the film Rocket Man for for a little bit and um yeah just being on that set and working with the incredible cast and also the director um you know dexter fletcher was just you know just a champion just he's just awesome <laughs> that was that was a i think uh shaking hands with dexter fletcher and having a little little chat uh, on a set was um i think probably a career highlight so far <laughs> That's you know what that's fantastic because I, I I interviewed um, I, I had a, one of these talks with um, uh, what Elton John's lead guitarist's one of his sons, Davy Johnson's one of Davy Johnson's sons, and um, I, I had him on I've had him on a show, so uh, 
So oh, it's no. uh, it, again, it's small world big connections. It's, it's it's crazy how these things work out. Um, but yeah, he 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 was he's an absolute star. He's an absolute gem. And um, yeah, it was always it was it's good to see these little connections because indirectly you're connected if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a small world. <laughs> It's 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 a, it's a small world, but a big industry at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. I I want to show you something, and hopefully you can tell me a little bit more about it. Uh, let's go to this. Okay, let's add this here. It's taking a bit of time. Oh, what's happened there? Let's try that again. Technical effort, te technical, technical difficulties. Difficulties. It is okay. It's loading up. Here we go. So this should be. Can you see that one? Yeah. 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 Tell me a bit about it. What is happening? So here? that that's uh, still from my recent short film in her shoes that I wrote and directed. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, very pivotal moment. Um, the film is, uh, you know, was made to raise awareness of violence against women um, and, you know, vulnerability. Um, and so this is our character, our main character, um, Aaliyah, played by the wonderful Leona Lutz, who is uh, walking home uh, from a, you know, party. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the moments before, um, unfortunately, she gets attacked and, um, it was, yeah, it was a really pivotal scene. It was a, a scene that we uh, we wanted to treat with a lot of delicacy and make sure that, you know, everyone on set was comfortable, particularly the actors, and that also when we showed it on the screen that it wasn't too offensive, too upsetting for viewers, and just handled in a, in a, a delicate manner. Um, and lighting for us was was really key. And one of the reasons why I, I love this particular bit is because I really wanted to play on the... Um, the red light element of it, you know, in one, in one, um, in one hand, it's uh, you know, for her, it represents danger. It's red, you know, it's it's like a stop sign. Um, and then, you know, the flip side of that is in this scene uh, before we meet the the villain of the the film, um, the guy, as he's called, played by the wonderful Theo Marceau. Um, you know, he sees her very much as just an object, and so this red light, you know, represents a red light district, and you know. And he's seeing her as nothing more than that. So it it was, yeah, really a subtle message, subtle meaning, but it was really important to me to have that like vibrant red. And it, it took a while. Um, it took a little bit of bit of time to get the the right balance. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved uh, I loved shooting this. Uh, we shot it in uh, this time last year actually um, in a very very cold alleyway about two o'clock in the morning. So um, yeah, it it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. It's interesting you talk about lighting because it is one of the things that um to to us viewers usually we um we don't always take so much notice of it but it sets the scene as you said it, it, it creates the atmosphere it creates it creates yeah. happening and um it, it yeah. really does yeah i mean i'm a massive fan of lighting and I, I spend most of my time kind of looking through pinterest of like you know different lighting things um <laughs> and i i love like hidden meanings and you know having things that you probably wouldn't notice as a viewer um, or think about as a viewer, but like as a director, I just love adding in those little things because it just adds to the ambience. And, you know, if people realize it, then then great, amazing. But if not, then it just, you know, it just adds to the the feeling. And we've got a wonderful score in the background too, to this uh, that was composed by Anton Sedman. And uh, he, he really got got it to be chilling and uh you know the type of uh you know feelings that make you want to just scream at your screen like run you know go <laughs> walk quicker why are you going that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> turn around um let's move on to this one and this one is it's a little it's a little collage here and it it's it it's as you said you started as covid happened as covid started so um, tell us a bit about this little collage of pictures, please. So this is basically me wrapping Black Magic Camera Brand. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's um, when I started off, I, I basically, you know, roped in all my friends and family and, and said, 
you know, let's let's film things. And so if it wasn't a short film, then it would be little, you know, little videos here and there. So we've got on the top left hand corner, it's uh, my friend Will, um, who's an actor who I, I roped into filming a scene that was kind of a take on Alice in Wonderland. And uh, and then the the one next to it is kind of me just fiddling around with the camera and trying to understand it a little bit more. And then the bottom two pictures are from a music video shoot that I did for my friend Marsha, who's uh, an aspiring singer-songwriter. And uh, yeah, basically she said, I've written a song. And I said, great, when are we filming? <laughs> um, so she, we got filming. And uh, in the so in the first picture on the bottom uh, right, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's actually me and my dad um, who was roped into the shoot as my my assistant director and then uh yeah and then there's the Marsha the wonderful singer as well who's in the who's in the picture so yeah it's, it's kind of the the beginning for me it's any chance I got to to film um even if it wasn't a film even if it's probably not going to be seen by by the public um but yeah it's, it's kind of for me as a director that was really my starting point was you know using the people I had around me to to try and have fun and you know create things and we all had a good time which is which is the main thing and we learned well I personally learned a lot and I, I hope that the people who my friends and family who joined in on the journey also learned a little bit and had a good time as well so yeah that's the beginning the beginning of the, the journey it's it's in, again it's what you're saying here is you've you've kept working you know that's 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 hard for some people to do, especially in your in your particular type of industry. But you've made things work for you, and um, and you've got family members working too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, very very much. So that's what family is for. You love them; they love you. And um, every so often, they get roped into participating in a film shoot or being an extra. <laughs> kind of the hidden role. <laughs> That's brilliant. We're going to move on to the next slide. And um, I've done these in a different order to, to probably what you were thinking. But explain this. This is this is quite a this is quite a, quite a picture. Yeah. So this is also from my um, from my latest film in her shoes. It's another still. And um, yeah, it's just it was the most beautiful um, location. We filmed it on the lakeshore of uh, Lausanne, which is a, a beautiful beautiful city in Switzerland and uh, yeah we've got um, on the left we have Alana Burns who who plays uh, one of our one of our lovely characters and then we've got um, next to her Leona Lutz who's so Aaliyah uh, so Aaliyah and Maddie um, they're the two friends and uh, yeah Aaliyah is is this is in the aftermath of her attack and she's you know really struggling to come to terms with what's happened and doesn't really know how to process it her friend Maddie um notice that she's a little bit off and is is encouraging her to kind of lift the lid on on what she's been going through and just kind of talk and you know you know not be uh, not feel alone not feel like you know everything has to be trapped inside and so when it came to filming the scene you know we really wanted um to have kind of an open location so the the university that we filmed at the you know the alleyway scene everything prior to that this moment was very enclosed, very, you know, dull in terms of colour, very dull, um, you know, just felt very claustrophobic um, or intense. And then for this scene, um, yeah, I just really wanted it to feel like, you know, not only was the character lifting a lid on what she's been going through and just kind of letting it all out, but she's also in an very open space you know the never-ending sky the lake that goes on the mountains that you know just rise up into the sky and it's kind of you know it the blue is is her sadness and um you know the open space is is her relief from letting that go and and you know having having a friend there you know it just shows the importance of having a good friend around you and uh, you know they're there for for you and you're there for them and then it's a beautiful thing and uh yeah, it's, it's a, it was a really lovely moment. And uh, yeah, the, the two girls are just incredible actresses and so fortunate to have them in the film because they just, they gave it their all. And um, yeah, it, the, the scene um, behind filming this, we, um, yeah, it was a very, very public area. Um, so showing up there, we, we did get permission and everything to film, but we, you know, we didn't, um, obviously weren't able to close the roads off um, and interrupt uh, the main port that was near there. 
So um, yeah, it was it, behind the camera was a, a sea of people. Um, you know, more. <laughs> you know, behind the crew was a a lot of a lot of spectators, um, which was funny. Um, and also, you know, because they were, you know, it's very emotional. They were crying and you know, getting very distressed. And um, so it was always it was you know trying to contain our laughter. And and also we shot this. Um, at a different time to the alleyway scene. So this actually ended up being shot in the summertime in June because um, it took that long to get permission to film there. Um, and yeah, it was it was very, very hot. And for continuity sake, we had to keep them in the same outfits they were wearing prior um, to the scene. So they were absolutely dripping. And this was the final scene that we shot in the film before we, we wrapped. And yeah, when we, when we did wrap, um, we just all just jumped in the lake because it was so it was so oh, hot. Wow. <laughs> um, if ever a still described a scene that you just described, it's this still, and um, you you described it beautifully, and and Thank this you. scene looks beautiful. Um, it's the blue, it's the background, it's open, it's everything you said, and um, to describe a still in that way gives you so much depth. Uh, yeah, wonderful. That looks absolutely amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and then we've got this one. We've got the poster. Mm-hmm. We've got the poster. And we've got the laurels. <laughs> that 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 is that's a great picture. I, I I do I do like a well taken picture, and that's that's again that's another great picture. Um, yeah, tell us about tell us about this. So what, I mean, what, we did. We we did a little photo shoot um, after the uh, after the film to just get some stuff for uh, you know stills um, and also some you know central poster ideas because um, I always always work on a poster kind of after the film it's it's very it's not particularly the right order but it just for me I always do it because I know more about the feeling of the film once it's shot. Um, and yeah, so we, we got this wonderful picture of uh, Leona and her eyes. And um, originally the photo was it was more of like half her face. And then, um, yeah, I was just playing around a little bit. Um, and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to just zoom into her eye and, you know, see, you know, the film's very much about, you know, Aaliyah's perspective. It's, it's how she sees things. It's a, a female gaze, but it's also, you know, through the eye of a, of a survivor. Um, and so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to just zoom in and then stick the guy's face in the eye? So we um, so we ended up just doing a zoom in, making it look really, you know, high quality and then getting um, a still from the scene where she's attacked. And uh, we kind of just cut around the face of, uh, of Teo and, uh, yeah, we stuck it in the uh, in her eyes, so it kind of represents the fact that she's constantly reliving that event. She's constantly seeing his face from that moment, and uh, you know nothing else. And uh, yeah, I think it, it sums up the film very well. It sums up the the journey that the character has been on, and it also you know before seeing the film, it kind of gives you a little bit of a hint of you know what's to come. It's in the details, and like I said, it's it's a beautiful picture, um, and for those of us that can actually see this poster um because obviously some people will be listening to this uh, via spotify or whatever um yeah it's it, you've got to have a look at it I, i'll i'll post it up on the on the on the youtube and stuff like that so that people can have a, a closer look and yeah it's it's an absolutely beautiful picture thank you for for sharing those with us um how have you found how have you found that whole experience making that film? Like I said, you said it was emotional and you've got to be sensitive and you've got to make sure that it's um, uh, sensitive, not just to the, to the actors that are actually portraying this, but also to, to the viewers as well. Um, how was that? How did you find that journey? It, it was it was tough to to make sure we got the right balance between being authentic and showing the truth, but not showing too much. Um, and, you know, also leaving some stuff to people's imagination. Because um, one of the things that for me I was very adamant about when writing the film is I didn't want to fill in all the details. I wanted people to kind of put their own twist on it. Maybe some people relate to the story. Maybe some people have um, seen other people go through this. And so being able to allow room for, you know, oneself to be able to interpret things and, you know, make it as dark as they want to or make, you know, bring it back a little bit was was very important to me. Um, and 
also being real to the situation, not trying to, you know, dramatize anything um, or try to play some things down, you know, but really staying true. So we did um, at the very beginning, um, I started speaking to some psychologists and, you know, trying to understand a survivor's perspective of things, you know, what's the mental journey, um, particularly after the event, how does a person feel you know, what would, what's a trigger, what's, you know, what's going to cause, cause some issues, but what is important for people, particularly family and friends, um, to know. And so dealing with Alea's journey as a survivor, and then dealing with Maddie, um, her friend, and how she reacts to it. Um, you know, I really wanted Maddie to be kind of like a role model of how you should respond, what you should say, and not, you know, you know, stick to stick to kind of giving advice without saying this is what you should do. And then when the film was, you know, being made, I also was reaching out to place uh, people like Refuge and the um, National um, Hotline for Domestic Violence as well, um, and just kind of chatting with people. And, you know, at the end, uh, in, the, in the credits, actually, we've got some helplines and some websites um, that people can go to if they resonate with the film. And also throughout the film as well, we've also been, it's all in the detail, but throughout the film, there's also um, some, you know, numbers and some websites that people can go to um, if they if they really want, if they need to. And so that was, for me, one of the most important things was making it real and, uh, yeah hoping to raise awareness and get people chatting you know what it's interesting you i i pick up on the last on the last thing you said because um again we will get a chance i'm sure to um i'm sure you'll send me some details about the film where people can actually go and view it and stuff like that and uh you know hopefully pay to view it because you know you guys have got to get paid and uh, i'll go into funding in a little bit um but it's it's interesting um we talk about the end there and how how you've made it you've spoken to the right people you've given the right advice to people um how is because I, I spoke to one actor before and he says you know that he, for the from an actor's perspective it's sometimes difficult to get into those roles and then take yourself away from it um how did you do that with 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 your crew how did you do that how did you tackle i mean those? Yeah, it was it was intense. And when we filmed the uh, attack scene, we had minimal people on set. We only had the the people that really needed to be there um, in terms of crew. And one of the things that um, I wanted to do is because it's not graphic; it doesn't go into too much detail. It's it's you know kind of the the lead up um, really. But the first thing that I did is when I got um, Leona and Teo cast, is I just chucked them in a room together and I said talk you know find out your boundaries I, I like I'm not going to say my director's vision I'm not going to say you know what I want from you I want you guys first to know where your limits are how comfortable are you you know because these are two people that didn't know each other and you know this was literally the, when we filmed it this was the first day they met um and so I, yeah that for, for me was actors first and then we'll go from there. And then I kind of went in the room and had a conversation with the two of them. And then we mapped out, we rehearsed, we choreographed, we, you know, we really tried to um, work with, you know, how people felt. And um, particularly with dealing with a heavy subject, it was very important to also, before shooting, kind of just talk to, to people involved, crew and cast, and just see if they're okay with this. And, you know, if there's anything that might upset them, um, then you know, please, please let me let me know in particular. And yeah, just just really being open and honest. And I think that's kind of the best policy is just creating you know conversations and learning about people's boundaries because it, it's so true. Sometimes you know you find it, you, you don't get the chance to to kind of explore those boundaries a little bit. And you know, some actors can be forced into doing things they don't want to do. Um, so as a director, for me, it's um, it's very important to make sure that that's, you know, for de when dealing with things like, you know, such intense subject matters, it's making sure that everyone's okay first. Uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's you've, you've handled it well. And uh, obviously, if people know their boundaries, then they know 
what they can and can't do. And um, again, it helps, as you said, set the tone, set the pace for everything. You will know where you stand. You will know what you can and can't do. And nobody oversteps that that margin, especially for people that are working together for the first time and meeting for the first time. Yeah. Um, it's probably good to have those sort of conversations. And uh, um, it's, again, probably one of those things that people listening to this, that if they're trying to get into this field of work, will take on board and just say, you know what, I can't just say, well, it has to be this way. Um, I do have to speak with my artists and find out um, are they comfortable and are they uh, is this is this something that they want to do or how would they do it in a way that is uh, safe and 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 good for them um absolutely i said i would talk about funding um because i know when you're when you're starting out funding is always uh, can can be difficult um if you don't mind me asking how have you how have you navigated that how have you navigated getting funding or where has your funding come from? Um, I know you said you did lots of the stuff on social media has helped as well um, in terms of connections, but let's, let's talk about how, how you've got some funding. Yeah, I mean, today I've been, uh, you know, just doing, I've done a lot of crowdfunding, which has been um, very, very helpful. And I think it's such a great way of, you know, kind of getting the ball rolling with the project and getting people talking about it as well. Um, and then also just, you know, getting little favors in from uh, friends and family is also helpful. Um, you know, it, for, for me, one of the things I like to do is because I do sometimes uh, advertising work, like, um, you know, making advertising videos and also from working before, you know, just kind of having a little bit of savings in place to, to kind of put into my own projects. And there's also wonderful grants available from, you know, for example, BFI has one, um, you know, in Switzerland, we have a couple of, of uh, you know, public grants as well. Um, so you're just kind of reaching out into little areas, you know, also contacts. I, you meet a lot of people on film sets as well who, um, you know, are very passionate about, you know, projects, very passionate about bringing people up in the industry and giving people opportunities. And you meet people who are willing to put a little bit in here and a little bit in there. So it, it's it's really, you know, asking people around you, you know, if they don't mind. And I mean, films do have a reputation for being very pricey, but there are ways that you can, particularly when starting out, that you, you can rein it back in a little bit. And, you know, you can find, if you find a group of like-minded people um, who are really passionate about a project, um, you know, if, if you're really tight for, for, for funding, then, you know, you can you know, work together and, and try and make it a more enjoyable time and uh, until you can get to the grants until you can get to the raising the bigger money. Um, so it, yeah, funding's a challenge. It's uh, it's always it's always been a challenge, and um, you know, particularly for independent filmmakers, it's it's ever growing um, struggle. Um, it, it's my I guess my advice to people is you know it's hang in there. It will it will happen. Um, just keep fighting for it. Don't be uh, you know don't be apologetic. You know if you need a certain amount, you know ask for it. Research find out, you know, any organizations, you know, product placement is another one. Um, I have a short film coming up that I'm producing called Colors Within, and we're using product placement in the film. Um, it's makeup's a huge um, element in the film. So we are collaborating with Lottie London, which is a wonderful makeup brand, and they are helping, helping us with the film and, um, you know, by allowing us to use their products, which they've very kindly supplied us with. Um, so product placement's another thing, but if you can really get stuck into that and, you know, reach out to brands and see if you can collaborate and stuff, it's, um, it helps a lot, you know, it, it might not seem it, but it really does. Um, and yeah, and Colors Within, uh, we're also going to be crowdfunding that as well. So, uh, you know, use, use your network, use the power of social media. If you've got a cracking idea, then, uh, you know, someone will fund it, you know, don't give up. If, if there's a couple of no's, there'll, there'll be a yes eventually. <laughs> um, you kind of answered where I was going to go next, which was um, what are you currently working on? Um, without giving away too much, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I'm current. Well, I'm, I've got a couple of projects uh, on the go at the moment. So I've got my uh, next one, which I'm filming in May, which is uh, Colors Within that I'm, uh, I'm very lucky to be producing. Um, it's a beautiful LGBTQ plus love story uh, between a colorblind makeup artist and a model who has increased color vision. Um, and we hope to raise awareness of, uh, you know, tetrachromacy and achromatopsy as well, um, you know, vision disabilities as well to, uh, to help, you know, talk about it and uh, show that uh, 
there's so many different ways of seeing things and uh, it's always a beautiful thing. So uh, that that we're, we're in pre-production at the moment. Uh, we've just finished our casting. We did an open casting call uh, about two weeks ago. So we've, we've just started uh, just started uh, moving down the, the casting process um, and we're, we're in the final stages of that. And then we have a, a crowdfunding page coming out on Indiegogo in a couple of weeks time, which uh, we're very much looking forward to because then we get to share more information about the project with uh, with everybody and, and a bit about the story. And it's, uh, it's directed by uh, Marlon Frank and this will be her directorial debut. And it's uh, written by Natalie Eckberg, who's just a fantastic writer and just she makes the most beautiful narratives and just uses words that just touch your heart so it's it's going to be a it's going to be a lovely one um for sure and then uh, after that i'm doing a, i'm directing another film it's um it's called uh, coffee for two and it's uh it's a lovely story that's going to raise awareness about homelessness and uh kindness in others and also loneliness um so all four of our characters experience loneliness in different ways and so it's it's very much focusing on mental health and uh yeah and then hopefully making the jump very soon to uh, my first feature film as a director so uh we already started a little bit of work on that one um and that's uh that's going to be a, a very gripping one uh, that hopes to raise awareness of uh, asylum seekers, undocumented uh, children in Europe. And um, yeah, just the, the treatment of migrants uh, at the moment and uh, how we can do better. Um, three very interesting, deep, thought provoking uh, topics there. And um, with the crowdfunding, you'll have to give me the details and I'll let people know and we'll put it on all the social media and we'll spread it out there so we can help get you some crowdfunding for that. It's one of those questions that I, I ask people because some people have different experiences depending on where in the world they are. So um, uh, sometimes I speak to a guy in America and he was saying that, you know, he asked friends and he asked family, everybody's like, oh yeah, 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 I'll get you some money. And then it turns out that nobody could get him some money, they all went missing. And then now he's doing successfully or doing, you know, doing a lot more successfully. Everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, hi, I'm back again. And it's just like, well, no, I've, I've, I've now cut you off from that from that part of my life because um, when I needed you, you weren't there. And it's good that you've got a good circle of friends and people that you work with regularly that can all, all help and chip out and, you know, as well as your own savings, of course. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's always interesting to, to hear how, how, how people find that. Um, I, I'll, so we know what you're currently working on. We will get the details out for that. Um, I'm gonna, oh, let's see, this is, this is a tough one. Um, but who have you worked with that has really surprised you? So think of who, I mean, you mentioned Rocket Man and, and stuff like that and Dexter Fletcher, um, but who have you worked with, whether it be lighting, camera person, what did I say camera person? Somebody working on the cameras, <laughs> um, somebody doing sound, uh somebody walking in the background and a supporting artist um who have you worked with that has really surprised you and why let's uh let's get you thinking um that is a, that is a tough one um i mean i think every every person I, i've worked with has kind of surprised me in the in one way or another and you just learn um so much from people i think for me the one person i probably learned the most with is um, the producer that I'm currently working with for Coffee for Two, and she's a wonderful girl called Bahia. And um, yeah, she's she's had a lot of experience, and uh, you know, she surprises me uh, in many ways of you know just how, as a producer, if there's a if there's a roadblock or if there's a challenge, try it another way, try it this way, try it that way. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it was a surprise. I've always known she's very very ambitious and you know, very very clever. Um, but I think it, it surprised me that, you know, there's so many different ways of doing things, particularly from a production standpoint. And uh, yeah, doesn't work out, try it this way, try it that way. And uh, yeah, I think that, that from a production standpoint, I think that that person, um, you know, surprised me the most with just how, how many options there are and uh, how it's, it's never a dead end. A thinking person's person. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Try it. Try every scenario type of person, um, which is you always need someone like that in your life. <laughs> um, before we go, 
what's your what's your message to somebody that's stepping into this arena? What's what's your what would you say to somebody that that wants to get involved, whether it be acting, whether it be uh, setting up their own production company, whether it be getting uh, doing lighting, sound, uh, stunt person? What, what's your what's your advice? Just go for it. Um, I think that's that's the one thing is even if it feels scary, even if it feels intimidating, and you're not really sure how to do it, or maybe you don't know how it necessarily works in full, you know, learning on the job is the best way to learn. And just doing it, being unapologetic, being bold and daring and just following your dream and vision and, you know, sharing your passion with with everyone around you um, is, is the best thing that you can do. And so if for anyone who, who wants to go into this industry, do it. Contact every person you can find, whether you know them or you don't know them. Send emails, call, pick up phones, you know, just try it. Try again. If you get a no, look for your yes. And uh, yeah. Just believe anything's possible and, and keep fighting till it becomes possible. Thank you very much. Thank I've you. Sarah Wilkins. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. <laughs> we will have all the details from Sarah all over the website, all over the social media. Please, 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 um, for the crowdfunding, please donate. Starting off in this industry is hard and um even for those that are doing well, it is still hard and every penny counts. So do donate, check out all of her work and um, she will obviously keep us updated with how the next three projects go. We'll get you back at some point to find out how these three projects have gone. I'd and be delighted. Uh, just update us and where we, especially the feature film, because we're quite looking forward to that one because... Me, me too, me too. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be gripping. It's gonna be meaty. It's gonna be a tearjerker. We'll bring oh, tissues don't. next time. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah Wilkins, thank you. They call me Stepney. I keep I've managed to get this right the past few times now. I'm doing well because usually I get that bit wrong of who I am. I don't know why, because it's who I am. Um but I've got it right. So cha-ching. Um Sarah Wilkins, thank you very much. And this thank is you. behind the scenes. Take care again. Check out all the details, all the all the links and everything, and get donating and watch those shows. Thank you very much, Sarah. Say goodbye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>